everyone. So today we're sitting down with a tremendously talented individual who oozes creativity, a la our name of our show. Uh, a friend of mine, of, thanks to podcasting, and I'll explain that later in a few a few minutes. And I'm, I'm glad to welcome the phenomenal Pete Fiorentino. What's going on, my man? Welcome to the first ever episode. What's going on? It's, I couldn't be more excited to be the first guest on the new pod. This is exciting. It's, it's, uh, it's a new beginning. It's, um, and again, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, it's something fresh. It's something new. Want to get people, um, aware of individuals like yourself, people that are creating things and, and just learning new, new things in their life. I mean, what's better than that to learn? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's so nice to have like this little platform to come on and talk about whatever I'm creating at the time. Um, it's just nice to have, and it's nice have people like willing to take the time to sit down and talk to you about music or anything that you create really absolutely and I'm, I'm humbled by those words uh i appreciate that i mean that is again that is that is why it was created so um just in case people don't know how uh, uh pete and i may have met in the old in the olden days i had a podcast <laughs> and uh we focused on film we focused on movies and at some point i decided well, let's get on people that make those things, or maybe they're connected to, to, to that world. And uh, Pete was one of those guys, and he was so gracious to come on, and we had a blast. And if you want to l- listen to that original episode, you f- feel free to do that on Facts Not Included. But, you know, this is a new era, and uh, I know not much has changed for Pete and or anybody else in this world, given the climate we're in, but... Um, I'm glad that he's on, and we're we're gonna we're gonna get it gonna get into some interesting topics, I suppose. Um, guys, definitely should check out Pete's YouTube channel and all his Instagram uh, uh, nonsense that he does with his friends. It's it's actually kind of fun to watch. But yeah, Pete Pete was gracious to come on through another friend of his as well, and we're gonna have him on in probably a few weeks or months. Who knows? But yeah, man. So welcome on. I, we're still gotta do that hardball thing. I would love to sit down and. I mean, I'll I'll jump at any excuse to watch Hardball. That really is my favorite movie ever. But if you want to, we can give the play-by-play on a podcast. That would be ideal. Yeah, what a, what a I love how we spent the last time we spoke. We spent a good thirty minutes going into this subpar Keanu Reeves movie. And uh, no offense, it is not, it is not subpar. <laughs> it's such a good movie. <laughs> I really, really do. It's like one of my favorites. Yeah, no, I, I understand. the The part that sticks out to me is, of course, the sad, sad scene um, that I, you know, spo- well, fucking spoilers. Twenty twenty years yeah, later. Yeah, I mean, the movie. The movie's like twenty years old. Um, I don't know if I said this last time, but yeah, that's like the saddest thing um, I think I've ever watched. I've only cried watching two movies, and they were both like a long time ago. But it was <laughs> it was that it was during Keanu Reeves' monologue, which is a crazy, crazy thing to say that you cried during. Um. And then the Lion King. Right, yeah, I do remember yeah. you saying that that line. But what, what scene in the Lion King was it for you? When Simba's like pushing Mufasa when he's <laughs> dead, he's like, Get up. I'm like, This is I was like I don't even know how old I was when the Lion King came out or when I saw it. I was like, This is the saddest thing I've ever I, at the time it was probably like literally the saddest thing I'd ever seen in my life because I was so young. Oh my um, God. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Um, I'm sure I have, but I don't. 
I can't remember a moment I've cried during a movie when I was a child. Those are the only two, like, in my life. So, like, even as an adult, I don't think I've ever cried watching a movie. Oh, wow. Just, just those two. The one but that... I also don't, like, I'm not a... I don't think I've seen enough movies. To, like, I don't think I've seen all the sad movies. The, the movie that gets me modern day is Coco from Pixar. Oh, my God, dude. Coco is so good. I've seen it three times. I've cried three times. There's, that's so, that's amazing. And it's always yeah, around Coco's the same crazy. time. But yeah, I, I've seen Coco a ton of times. I worked in an elementary school when like Coco and Moana came out. Oh. It was, like, all, it, was, it was like part of my job to know those movies back see, and forth. You see, I fell asleep during Moana. Really? It, it's not It's not to the movie's fault, like detriment or anything. I was at home. Um, oh. I was exhausted. And I fell asleep. And I have yet to give it a second chance. Um, but I do, I do, I love the music. Like I, I'll listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, I like Coco better than Moana, but I like the music in Moana better. Right. I, I really like Lin Manuel. Like I'm a big Hamilton fan too. Same, yeah. So I, I just really like the stuff that he does. Absolutely, he's he's a he is he transcends like what it is to be a musician. I think like he 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 can reinvent almost anything. Like, who, who in their right mind was like, yeah, Hamilton, a musical about Alexander Hamilton. Like, are you serious? But a he rap did it. musical, nonetheless. Like, it's like a hip-hop musical. And, and I, I don't, uh, that's like all of my history knowledge, too. That <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know anything else about history. That's hilarious. Um, well, to, 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 well, a lot of what he's saying, a lot of what he showed in the, in the, in the show never happened. Um, yeah, that's a lot of like, so don't ask me any history questions. I'm just going to tell you the stuff that happened in a play. <laughs> and then it turns out you flunk your, your your test. That's funny, though. But yeah, I, 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 I actually, so one of my best friends and my friend Chris, who uh, does all my guitar work. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I follow him on on Instagram. So he's a, he's a history teacher. Nice. And he, I think he teaches middle school. And he gave me one of his history tests once, and I did really poorly on it. Like, as an adult. <laughs> like, it was, like, last year, and he was like, you could take it. And I took it, and I got, like, a 50. I'm, I'm with him. So I, really, I really know nothing about history. That's not happening in Africa. I'm with him. I'd be pretty upset at you. Like, I, I've, I minored in history in college, and I wanted to be a history teacher. <laughs> uh, at least, like as a side gig or something maybe not right. never as a career or whatever but yeah like that's always been a dream and, and history like if when people don't get what i'm talking about i'm like really how do you not know that and i, I have to i have to remind myself hey man not everybody's sitting and reading a book about 1797 or some nonsense you know no one's no one's sitting here trying to figure out what happened yeah. to queen victoria all the time <laughs> yet i am yeah. you know I can't even remember the last time I read a book about something that actually happened in real life. Like, all the books I read are fiction. <laughs> I, I do read a lot, but like I read almost exclusively fiction. And, books. Uh, yeah, that's fine. It's just I have to my I have to always remind myself, hey man, not not everybody's reading history. And yeah. <laughs> I wonder if your friend. I wonder if your friend's like that. He's like he gets like, oh, this person doesn't know what happened. Back back. I, I don't know if he gets like that, but he reads like a ton of history books. Like, yeah. Uh, very like niche specific ones. Sure. Yeah. So he he knows like he's 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 
not like a teacher who's just like teaching for no reason. Like he's super educated <laughs> in history. I would. Uh, one uh, would hope so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've met a lot of teachers, and that's not always the case. Yeah, that, no, I've worked. I've, I used to work in middle school too, man. I used to teach yeah. film, and oh my god, the the teachers that worked there full time, ooh, man, lucky, <laughs> very lucky to have the job they have. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so, but this this whole podcast is about uh, to to for, for people that are listening to learn about the individual that's on. And, and and to maybe maybe it, it sparks something within them to, to start to start playing. So when you were when you were younger, was music something that you gravitated towards? Was that was that the thing for you? Or was this just something that maybe you took for granted and you didn't really think about it? Yeah. Um so when I, I always like loved music, even when I was little, I was really into like uh like boy bands, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I was into pretty much anything that was on the radio. I always really like loved music, but when I was a kid, I wanted to, I wanted to be a baseball player. Um, so like all of my effort and energy really went into like playing baseball. Um, I think I'm better at making music than I am at playing baseball. Um, <laughs> But, uh, I, yeah, I didn't start playing instruments or anything until I was, like, 14. Or when I was 13, I started playing saxophone in my high school band. Oh, wow. Um, and then soon after, like, I learned how to read music and understand, like, some basic principles, then I taught myself how to play piano, which is, like, my main instrument right now. But in my, in my childhood was a lot of, like, listening to and enjoying music. And, like, I was obsessed with music. But it was never, um, I didn't get into making it until I was like 13, 14 years old. So in terms of making it, you, you were playing a lot of instruments and, and all this stuff. But when did the vocals start coming in? Was that something you, you figured out as you got older? Like, oh, I could kind of do this? Me and my friend Connor used to have a group when we were like 13. And we would uh, record songs that were like beats we would find online. And then we would, the only thing we added to them were vocals. Um, so that was probably like 13. They were like really bad, but I always thought that I was like a good writer. So I was like, I'll just figure out how to do the rest of it because the stuff I'm writing is good. And it turns out like that wasn't true either. Like when I was 13, the stuff I was writing wasn't good either. Um, mm. But I really, really loved it. So I just like kept doing it. And it's like, you know, it's like anything else, it's like a muscle. You keep working on it. You are going to get better at it. Like I've, I've seen the growth like every two or so years in whatever project I've been. Like I noticed myself getting better at different things musically just because I've never stopped doing it since I'm for like 14 years now. It's funny how I think the last time we talked, you were like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you weren't quite high on yourself vocally. Um, and I, I don't get it. Like, I like, I like, I like listening to your stuff and I, I like, I like what you provide, but it's like, yeah, you always, that. yeah, you always gotta, you always gotta keep, keep at it. And I guess all yeah, those years. I mean, I'm, I'm super hard on myself, especially with like music stuff. I think um, I want to improve like as a singer. So uh, that's the part that if I was hard on myself vocally, it was definitely about like how I sing. I would like to improve my singing over like my rapping. Right. At this right. point, I think now that I'm getting a little bit older, like the types of songs I want to make are changing. 
Um, How so? So that's like that's why I have it. I want to make like songs you could like dance to. Like I want stuff more upbeat, more pop sounding, because that's like the stuff I'm listening to right now. Right on. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I always try to change what I'm doing. Um, and that's why I haven't had a song out in a while. It's like now I'm working on changing the sound that I'm going for. Right. I was going to ask that because like, I'll go on your, your, your social media accounts, your, uh, you know, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, all this guy's doing is recording, which is great. Obviously that's, that's how you make a song. You got it recorded, (laughs) but I haven't seen one of your wacky, um, music videos in like a very long time and i was like is he is he putting that on a pause what's is it covid like what's going on Um, right um so uh so like you see videos of me recording all the time but all of those videos were recorded like in the same three days (laughs) those like in the studio things are all recorded like gotcha um my buddy nick who directs my music videos too uh came to the studio with us I think two days and they're just like chopped up versions of that footage. Um, but yeah, I haven't had a song out like, uh, cause I've been changing the way that I, or the style of music that I'm going for. And it's, uh, taking time to like find stuff that I think is worth putting out in that batch. Right. Um, because it's not like when I was comfortable, when I was putting out like a song a month, and a video a month for that, for all of last year. Um, I was comfortable, like in my work process. And then I was, I was confident in my ability to make those songs, but my new songs are going to be different. And I'm not like, I'm not totally there with the comfort and being like, this is ready to go out. Um, so it's just, it's just a longer process now, but I think it's going to be better, uh, better music, different music. So I think it'll be worth the wait. It's just a matter of finding that like sweet spot. Yeah, man. I mean, given the fact that you've provided us with some catchy tunes like Deep Fried and Best Friend and, and all that stuff, I like there are there are people I'm sure, including myself, that are just waiting to hear some new stuff. And if it's it's gonna be as reinventive as you're saying it is, like you're you're changing your style, you're changing your outlook and all this stuff, I really think that you're going to have a lot of people just either wanting more of your old stuff or maybe or maybe just, you know, understanding where you're coming from and going, "Oh no, 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 no. This is this is the new Pete and this is what this is the real deal here." Cuz are you afraid of possibly some of some of people that that have listened to your stuff go, "Hmm, I like his old stuff better." I mean, there's always going to be that, but is that something you think about? Um I think about it a little bit because, like, I've even been that fan. Like, nobody was more upset than me when, like, Fall Out Boy stopped sounding like Fall Out Boy. I was, like, I was, I was, like, legitimately upset. They were one of my favorite bands growing up. Um, And I'm sure that there are people who would enjoy the type of stuff I was making more. Um, But it's, it's, like, it's not going to be fun for me sure. to keep sure. doing the same stuff all the time. Um, and, you know, like, if you like those old songs more, like, 
you know, Jay Z said it best. Like, you can just go buy my old song. You can go listen to my old song. Like, if you like them more, they're still there. Like, the, the goal is not to alienate anyone. The goal is to like keep keep the music interesting for me. Because if it's not interesting for me, I'm not going to make it anymore. You know, I'm I'm not at a point yet where um, it's like my livelihood. Uh, you know, like any any musician, I would love for that to be the case. But right now, like I'm not making my entire living off of, of music. So I feel uh, more compelled to just do the stuff I want to do with it and have fun. Absolutely. And then if something comes from it, like, but um, it's mo- it, the most important thing for me is to enjoy it. Cause then it, then it seems like a chore and I don't want the thing that I like the most to be a chore. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, 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 I only ask that because of the fact that, you know, if, if like, that's a thing that bigger artists always have to deal with. I mean, you mentioned Fall Out Boy. There's plenty of other, other names we could, you know, we could throw down. But it's just something that you have to do what makes you, as the artist, want to do that thing. I mean, there's, and it's, it's, it's actually essential to always reinvent yourself or add something new to your palette or whatever as a creative person because if you if you're doing the same thing you're going to become dry you're just going to be a hack at some point um, so you always got to right. always got to reinvent right and i'd rather exactly yeah, you always have to reinvent cuz i would also rather like you bring up this scenario where people are upset and they like the stuff i used to make more which is like it's fair if you the other scenario right is that i keep making the same stuff and then other people are like well he's just making the same stuff i'd rather express myself and allow me to try the things that i haven't gotten a chance to try yet or even just like the music that i'm listening to now is different and i want to like start making music like uh like the stuff i'm listening to yeah no 100 percent. like if, if you could if you could adopt something from that and that's the thing like if you could adopt something from someone else that you're listening to and you're being, you're not stealing. I mean, you're, you're just, you're just inspired. That's the whole point. Like that's, that's literally like going back to like why this podcast was made. It's so that other creative people, people who want to get into this stuff, people who just want to hear from people like you could go, Oh wait, I never thought of it that way before. I never saw it that way before. Ooh, maybe I'll incorporate that in, in what I'm doing. And if and, and that's awesome. I think that's like I think that's actually pretty dope. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to hear some of your, your new stuff. I mean, if it's as if it's as Thank different you. as you say, because because it's funny. Like when I'm listening listening to your stuff, what would you categorize categorize your your recent songs like Deep Fried and all? Isn't wouldn't you consider that poppy? So when you're saying you're gonna come right. out with more pop, what's what's that? I think like. Um, like the beats, like musically, I want to focus on a lot of, so like my songs have like poppy choruses and they have catchy parts, but I think the element that I have felt that it's missing is like the ability to move to it. So Mm -hmm. it's always been like more abrasive than it is dance. 
Gotcha. Um, so you want and the, I'd like, be real interested in exploring that like four on the floor beat, um, right? That like traditional pop sound, and then seeing what, with my like background musically, what I could bring to that traditional pop sound. I do think like Deep Pride's a great example of like a pop chorus that I have, but then you have songs. Um, like the color of the house, which is a catchy chorus, and like the rest of the song is like kind of weird and out there. Because when I was listening, right. to, <laughs> uh, when I was making that song, like I was listening to like Stranger stuff, and it, like I love, I love all twelve of my songs that I put out last year. It's just like the stuff I'm listening to now is different. So I want to. <clears throat> I feel like out of all the music I've made since I'm 13, the one thing I never really did was make stuff that you could dance to and move to. Um, and that is the that now that I haven't done that, that's like the direction I'd like to go. I don't know, man. Deep fried made me dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need fried. I'll need video proof of that. Deep, on your deep fried made me dance. Um, and can I just say, whoever and I'm sure it was your friend Nick, right, that thought about putting you in a mound of French fries. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was that was Nick's idea. Nick's genius, genius. genius. I was expecting some chicken tenders, but hey, I'll take the French fries. <laughs> so there's, there's, um, the footage didn't come out good, but there is footage, um, that was outtaked from the deep fried video of we put like a GoPro in a bucket of chicken, <laughs> and it's it's like looking at me, and I'm like lip syncing the song while I'm like pulling chicken out of the bucket and eating it. Sure. Um, but <laughs> like the camera got all greasy. Ah. It, like obviously it did yeah. and it like messed up the shot oh man I think uh, I, no, there I mean, was chicken involved we just uh, <laughs> we didn't use it <laughs> well, I'm see I'm glad you, see, you're you hitting all the points I want to see now um, it's funny because uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the one the one I thought was really cool your little campaign to, to market it was 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 nice was money on the wall i like what you guys were doing on instagram with that um you know teasing it teasing it teasing it and it being just i i'm going to assume you were in an in a closet or a bedroom somewhere with a bunch of mirrors like what how, where was that shot so that was in my bedroom um a few of those turned like we just changed the angle from where we filmed but um yeah with money on the wall we bought like six full-length mirrors from Target mm-hmm. or, or some store, whichever store wants to sponsor Creator Flow. <laughs> we bought them from there. Yeah, um, right on, brother. Uh, and then we bought like LED strip lights and we like made a makeshift wall from the mirrors. So like there, I think there's six of them and they all surround me enough to like look like a wall. I love it. I, I just, again, the simplicity of it they like the the average person watching that is like oh he went to like a fun house and shot it he he did that yeah he didn't he only paid a couple <laughs> of dollars or whatever and did it in his house we uh we ran on a pretty uh small budget for the year of music videos cuz i was like because of the pandemic i got laid off at one point and i wasn't working a ton um so we were running on like a pretty small budget for most of those videos Sure, absolutely, uh, and, and I, yeah, it's one of those things that obviously, like, given what we've been going through the last year or so, 
it's uh, uh you had to you had no choice you had to cut corners or whatever but it does it i'll tell you this it doesn't show it in the work um it's literally it's just you know you're you're being you're being useful of what's presented to you to you and what is what is being allowed to be used um right and given that i think when we on the last time we spoke um well the first time we spoke really uh is is uh I guess it was in the height of the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think yes, it was. Um, I, I was mistaken. I kept thinking I it was like November. where we were. Yeah, it might have been. No, no it, it. No, I, 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 I thought it was, it was like April. Right. I thought it was November 2019. I thought it was like this time last year. Right. It was. It was. That's wild. Because I think when we last spoke, I put up so small. Yes. Which yes. was April. So small was the first, like, fully pandemic song that we recorded in my house. Right. Um, what what might have actually happened? That was another thing too. Like, we were going to the studio, and then what might have happened was uh, "Hear It Back" was probably had just dropped, and then while yeah. we were recording, you were like, "Oh yeah, so small's coming out, whatnot." Um. Yeah, that no. Make, yeah, that makes sense. The fact that again, the again, the fact that you've utilized this, uh, 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 again, I'm trying to word this properly. The fact that you've used this time to your advantage um, is key. I mean, a lot of people didn't do anything; they just stood home and let the time pass. But so many of us were like, "No, we're gonna, we're gonna do a, we're gonna, we're gonna utilize this shit. We're gonna take this time and 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 make things." I mean, you got right. You got best friend, which again, who's that gentleman in the video? So that's Nick's dad, like the, my director, Nick. That's yeah. his dad. Okay. So that was during a time where, like, me and Nick, it it was tough because I had first put out in a river, which is the first song. Yeah. I had said that I was going to do a song every and a video every month, um, and I was just like, "Well, I'm going to do it, like, no matter what." And then like the pandemic happened, and I was like well, fuck it, I'm still going to do it. I was like, I don't care, I'll just figure it out. Um, and that was kind of my approach to that, but I couldn't see, me and Nick had to come up with ideas where we were like, well, we can't see each other. Sure. Um, so how are we going to do this? So that was So Small came about um, because we always wanted to do a stop-motion video. And we just, since I've been working with Nick since I'm like 17, we went to high school together and then I was in a band and he would do our music videos in my band too. Um, and we always wanted to do stop motion, but we never, we just, it was just a thing we talked about and never did. Um, so we were like, okay, this is the perfect opportunity to work on it because now we literally can't see each other and I don't need to be present to do stop motion. Like, I don't know anything about that. Nick knows everything about that. So I really don't need to be around. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, that was actually, that video was all Nick. Like I didn't uh, take any, like I, it was, it, we had the same idea. I had sent him stuff to use, but all that work was entirely him. Which, and I think that video came out so well. Oh, yeah. uh, and then yeah. best friend was, yeah, that's Nick's dad. Um, and then we have that fat head of me that my friends just bought for like a, Years ago, we went away for New Year's in, like, a cabin. 
and they just bought like this fat head and brought it up to the cabin with them. And then I was like, uh, we wanted to pretend, like we wanted to use that fat head to like represent me and like have this weird stalkery best friend type video. <laughs> it's, uh, I think what does the video justice is his father. Just, you see, you have like this, the sweet older man just you know innocently walking around his house and then you come to find out that he he owns this this ridiculous uh, nonsensical fathead of you yeah it's great it's great great stuff um but that again this is why um i asked that question about like you changing your stuff up and and being concerned potentially because because this stuff, at least visually, um, and I'm not talking about the music, I'm talking about like the visuals, is that something you're going to continue with? Like the crazy visuals, the crazy colors, the crazy whatever going on? Is is that something? Because like, every time I watch one of your vid- videos, I'm thinking like, this is fun, this makes me laugh, this, you know, I you, could, you yeah. could do both at the same time. You could put it on mute and just enjoy what you're looking at, or you could listen to you <laughs> and enjoy both. Or, you know, or close your eyes and listen to the music. So is that something you're going to continue? Yeah, if anything, that's going to, like, be improved, not improved upon, but, like, enhanced upon. Like, the videos are definitely still going to happen, and they're going to be more colorful than they were. That's, like, a thing that I wanted to focus on that me and Nick have spoken about. I want to use, like, more bright, popping colors if if it fits the mood of the song. Um but the videos are definitely going to continue. It's just a matter of like making the songs meet where I want to be sonically right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, given that you're going to be doing a lot of poppy stuff, maybe uh, they're all going to call for some, some extravagant colors. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would love that. I love ridiculous extravagant stuff. As you can tell. Again, go back to deep fried. It's like super colorful. The shirt you're wearing is amazing. Okay, that shirt. Yeah, I love that. That shirt's fantastic. I, I I used I used to wear a ton of colorful stuff like that all the time, and I, I gotta get back into doing it. And then the shirt you're wearing in tinted red, again, fantastic. I remember, but what happened? Because I remember there was a time where you said you were gonna wear wrestling shirts in every episode, uh, uh, every video. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, so that was that was like the original plan. Um, and I do it for the first three, right? Because I'm wearing a Bret Hart shirt in a river. I'm wearing a Velveteen Dream shirt in Color of the House. And I'm wearing a Becky Lynch shirt in Hear It Back. And then I couldn't, we couldn't figure out how to put the character for so small, like the doll, um, in a wrestling like t-shirt. I tried to buy stickers and all the stickers were too big. Mm. Or the Funko Pop. Right. Um, so there is a little... I did send Nick... Like, I sent stickers to Nick's house. And I was like, put them in the video somewhere. So somewhere in the video, I believe... Off the top of my head, I'm not sure. But I think it's on top of the pretzel. Okay, yeah. Like, he's got, like, a bucket of pretzels. There's, like, a Rey Mysterio sticker. In there. <laughs> can, can, I, um, can I give you some creative input? Keep up with the crazy shirts. Um, I think the wrestling shirts were a great idea, but you wearing these floral, weird, like unicorn yeah. pastel nonsense is what does it. That is definitely yeah. That that's only gonna happen more. 
Oh, the thank wrestling God. shirts. I think it was like then I found more like I think once we didn't do it once for so small, then I was like, I we don't even have to we don't have to stick to it constantly. Oh. It could be this thing that I bring back every now and then with like the, the wrestling shirts, but only if the wrestling shirts are like as extreme as they are in the color of the house. Like that shirt is wild. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. purple one. So like if if they're that extreme, but then. Other than that, like, it was a fun thing that I was working with. I don't remember if I wear them somewhere else in any of the videos. Um, but that uh, that was definitely how I wanted to start it. But that, that was an, an alteration we had to make as the year went by. Absolutely. I mean, you could do, like, a Bray Wyatt thing and just wear, like, a fedora and um, <laughs> some sort of, you know, uh, bayou-type clothing. Um, you could do that. But I really think, man, I really think these, these crazy color shirts, these floral things, oh, they're fantastic. Really, and for something something about it, it really suits your, your like, your look. The fact that you wear these round rounded glasses a lot of the times in these videos. It just, right. something about that and the shirts, perfect. Perfect. I yeah, which is so funny. Like, I don't really dress like that in real life. <laughs> um, I'm starting to this year. Like, I bought myself more colorful clothes this year. Um, but I, I don't really dress like that. I wear a lot of black t-shirts. Um, wow. But, like, that's not as interesting for the music video. No. But no. I am starting to gear into that, like, wearing colors stuff. It's new to me outside of the video. That's that's actually kind of funny that you say that because uh, I I was under the other impression I was like oh this guy dresses good every day let's go like <laughs> this is a no, cool dude no, uh, <laughs> not not really <laughs> hoodies hoodies in a in a in a, in a in sweatpants is that that's your thing I yeah I have a, a lot of Nike hoodies that are just like plain <laughs> Nike hoodies I have a lot of Foot Locker T-shirts that are just solid colors my my thing but i bought myself some stuff here that's different no that's good i mean yeah always again about reinventing yourself right <laughs> like we said before right um, right <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm always wearing and it's been a thing for like the last five years and i gotta change it up i've been doing a lot of um what do you call it uh plaid and uh i don't know why it's my thing and, and i gotta change it up I gotta change it up I, I might, I might do, uh, I might you, gotta, do the... you gotta have a thing. Yeah. So like yeah. my new thing is going to be, and I've always liked these, but I've never had like the confidence to wear them. I bought like a lot of patterned pants and like Ooh. odd looking pants. So like I, I used to just wear like khakis or jeans, but I actually don't like jeans. Like I don't enjoy the feel of wearing jeans. Mm. Um, so I'm like, I'm just going to stop buying jeans. And I have one pair of jeans, and then I bought a bunch of, like, weird-looking pants. So the, the, the change in outfits that we may see in the new videos is, like, the ridiculous shirts will be swapped with plain shirts and then have ridiculous pants. That might be, like, the switch this year. I love it. I we'll love see. it. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, man. That may, And then uh, from a marketing standpoint, it, it may make your – your viewers or people that don't know who you are, click on your video. Like, oh, well, the fuck, what the fuck shirt is that? I mean, that's cool. He looks like a cool dude with a really blue and green flowers. What's going on here? Let me click on it. So I just. Yeah, because like if I saw a video where the thumbnail was like some weirdly dressed dude and I was already told ahead of time it was music, 
I would assume it was like some talking head stuff. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, talking heads are weird as shit, and I love them. Yeah. Um, so, like, maybe I'll just click on this. And that's what I want. Those those are my ideal fans. They're just weirdos. Like me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I, I agree. Um yeah, like I see, I'll, like there's a there's that the thumbnail for you and uh, I think it's tinted red automatically go to like I go to like Elton John with those red sunglasses and the and the shirt. I was like, this kid's got some Elton John vibes here. Um, That's so funny that you picked up on that just from the look because one of the lyrics in tinted red is like I'm talking about the glasses and it's from like the girl's point of view and she's like, do you still wear those things that make you look like Elton? because i was like these are the when i bought those glasses for the video i was like the only person that would ever wear these are elton john like i don't know another another person that would wear these big round like harry potter glasses that the lens is just like excessively red well you say that but there's a picture of me wearing glasses that look just like that um wow and dude Anyone who puts them on looks great. It, it, it's something yeah. about the red tint. Something about that red yeah. tint just—it takes something out of you. You look, you look. First of all, you look as if you're super important. For some reason, like you look like some important British dude. I don't know. It looks cool. Yep. It's a cool look. Um, maybe that's yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like you look British. I can't explain it, but the red glasses make you look British. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they really do. So. um but uh, with the pandemic, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, it, it is it is it has hurt all of us tremendously, uh, personally, professionally, all that stuff. I mean, look at you you had to you had to find a new job. You thank goodness you've you've got a new gig. But in terms of musically, right. obviously, I'm sure. I mean, there's no doubt. At some point in 2020, you were probably thinking, oh, maybe I'll maybe I was going to do a gig somewhere. Um, is 2021 a pl- time that you'll feel comfortable to do any of that? Or is, or is maybe gigging not even your thing? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Gigging was like a big part of my music. Uh, I was in a band called Brevity before I was making solo music. And we would play like every weekend. Um, so I, I definitely enjoyed being on stage and performing the songs. For me, the, like, my favorite part about music is, like, writing and getting in the studio and, like, perfecting how the actual song sounds um, more than performing, though I do like performing. Um, we did plan, I think, like, everyone else, we thought the pandemic would have been over, like, by, I, you would think, like, December, but, uh, like, last December, but it wasn't. Um, and we wanted to play one show when all 12 songs are out and like just play them all the way through. Um, and we'd have some opening, some like opening people and just like to get me back in the mode of performing. And we would have put on like a really ridiculous show. Uh, we still want to do that. It's just like a matter of when that's possible, but now it's cool. Cause like by then I'll have new songs. So the set list will be able to change. Um, so I do want to play a show this year, but I'm not going to be like show crazy. I'm, I'm more focused on like getting in the studio and making like releasing new music. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, there's really no need to rush out. 
<laughs> there's, yeah. There's no need to uh, get out there and, 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 and go perform in front of um, 20 people. I mean, I know things are starting to slowly open up, at least here, you know, in New York and then Jersey and Connecticut and stuff. Things are things are different in, in the local, the locale. But, I mean, you know, hopefully when things are, quote unquote, you know, safer and or fiscal, financially, I mean, at the end of the day, I know a lot of people talk about how, like, you know, I'm an artist and I don't care about money. Eh, that's true, but. At the end of the day, if you're putting on a show, you you you, you do want to make some money, and if ten people right. are seeing you versus uh, fifty people are seeing you, well, you you rather have the fifty go see you. So there's really no need to rush if ten are only going to be able to see you right now. And and um, I think it's also important to like understand that you know to again not stay on the the pandemic thing, but do you want to have to know that oh by someone went to my show and something happened after you know so there, there's all that but um no i i think things are yeah. you know th- things are looking better for the end of this year so yeah maybe at some point you do you do get a a gig or early next year that'll be awesome i mean of course we'll have everyone listening go in there you know if, if, if this podcast blows up you know You'll have thousands of individuals <laughs> waiting, waiting to get in. But that would but, be that would be great. <laughs> but no, but um, <laughs> but no. Yeah, I, when the time is right, when the time is right, there, there's right. definitely going to be a show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's just a matter of when it's when it's right. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's 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 what's important. You know, the fact that you're right now in the process of of changing up what's what's. What uh, what you'll present to to us us listeners, um, uh, us patient listeners who want a new song, damn it! <laughs> the fact that you are taking taking the necessary steps to, to provide, uh, not to provide to 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 change it up or, or have what have you, um, it's a testament to your de- I guess your dedication as an artist. So whenever that new song does drop. And if you could tease that here, that'd be that'd be dope. But whenever there, whenever that song does drop, um, you know, we'll we'll definitely have you back on to to discuss your your new, the new era of Pete. Yeah, we could do that. We could premiere the song on on the podcast. That's what we'll do. Oh, that wow! Back on, yeah, and we'll play. We'll we'll premiere the song on here. That'd be wonderful. That'd be a great exclusive to have. That would be fantastic. And yep. Yeah, we could do that for sure. Awesome. All right, my man. I think, I think this has been a good introduction to what you provide to uh, to us wonderful listeners, and and again, to our fans that are out there. This is episode one. There's many more episodes to come next week. We don't have an episode. Remember that we have an episode every other week. So the week after next. We have the good old Charlie Cope from uh, from the great state of Texas. He's going to be on to talk about his musical career and what makes him tick on there. And we've had, you know, this first episode was was so graciously uh, provided by Pete Fiorentino, our good friend here at the podcast. And and thank you guys for listening to all of this. And Pete, if there's any way people could find you, I know we talked about it, but send us send us directly. To your social media platforms, how does how does one do that? Sure. So, um, 
my Twitter and my Instagram are underscore Pete Fiorentino, F-I-O-R-E-N-T-I-N-O. Uh, my YouTube, you could just search Pete Fiorentino. Um, my GitHub, if I have any other programmers out there, is Peter Fiorentino. Follow me anywhere. Right on, man. Right on. Uh, thank you, man, for coming on. If you guys want to follow us on social media, of course, all of our social media is in one place on Instagram at Creator Flow Podcast. And if you want to email us, you could email us at creatorflowpodcast at gmail.com. So thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.